And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Dude, it's on. Log Talk Radio. What happened now? All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And I was talking for a while, not really looking in the mic right there. So, right. Yeah, you were just. I'm, I'm like off yeah, to the side. Multitasking. Uh, this week is Mad Max Fury Road, which we were just talking about this somewhat surprisingly. Anyway, right. I was pretty surprised is uh, getting beaten by Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah. And you know what's weird about that is uh, uh, it's a lot of money at the box office. That uh, is put together because it's not week. it's not like uh, either one of them is not doing really good. Right. So they're they're both uh, raking in money. Yeah. And it, it's a massive weekend. And especially with the way the summer's going and you got the Avengers and uh, Jurassic World's coming up and right. and all these big things. And it's like, man, there is money moving at the box office. Yeah. And it's pretty early. For you know, it's like we always say, it's supposed to be summer, man. It's supposed to be right. summer when you get right. tons and tons of money at the box office. But yeah. I think Pitch Perfect, the last time I saw it anyway, it was about seventy-one or two million or something like that. Yep. And uh, Mad Max is not uh, real far behind, right. so that that translates into a, a pretty big. That's weekend. a pretty hefty weekend. Yeah, I'm a little surprised actually that Mad Max isn't doing better. Except that I guess you've got a slight edge on the date night moviness, a little bit with uh, Pitch Perfect. Uh, <laughs> we've got we've got more people able to drag people right. to Pitch Perfect than the people who can drag people to Mad Max, and that's just well, going to win out. And, it, and this is you know I just got in here and we were just talking before the show went live, and you were just telling me a bit about um, you know your wife had seen. Pitch Perfect too, and that's the first person that I've heard has has seen it. Not that that means anything, but I right. doubt the numbers. I know a bunch of people who went to see. Fury you don't. Road. You don't. You don't roll in those circles. I, I'm not really into that <laughs> one yet, but uh, I'll be interested to see what week two does. Um, to see if when word of mouth either gets out about Pitch Perfect too, which is what I was, you know, I'm like the word of mouth I just heard now is I didn't look at the numbers yet. Right. We right. sat down, so I didn't know how well it was doing. I'm pretty sure Mad Max will carry on at least another good week. Yeah. You know, just on the word of mouth, but apparently, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, just like strangely on the strength of critics for a change. Yeah, Mad, Mad you know, Max we'll, we'll have a lot of weird things to talk about Mad anyway. Mad Max but. is uh, doing bizarrely well a weird uh, adrenaline really? action movie uh, right. in the critical world because critics are crazy for it. Yeah. And that's just not how that's that usually so happens. Yeah. Even if you have a really good action movie and, yeah. and lots of people say it's yeah. really good, yeah. still you're looking at like uh, you know mm-hmm. a, a seven or eight on Metacritic, right? Uh, you know, once you pool all really? the scores together and try to get an average, you're yeah. still looking at somewhere around there. Even if your action fans or whatever right. think that it's really good, yeah. It's just the way action works, man. I yeah, mean, it's action just, does it's not, not really rare. It doesn't does hit not a get huge uh, not push from critics. Yeah, and this one, uh, I, you know, I don't changes by the minute uh, right. during the opening weekend. But when we looked at it before, it was like ninety two or something, yeah. wasn't it? Ninety two yeah. or three or something. It was ninety eight. Ninety eight on Rotten Tomatoes and like ninety two right. on, right. or maybe it was ninety three. Yeah, and that's just insane. And, and we had talked. We talked about it. We thought that okay, well, who's whose reviews are in? Which three guys put their reviews in at this point exactly. instead of which thirty? <laughs> exactly. You know, and I was thinking, well, it'll be you know high octane news, or it'll be a review from Car and Driver, and they'll be like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And then you start seeing and, names and, and, so and, and papers and publications and magazines that are usually very hard to impress with this, and they were giving it like hundreds right. and or tens and and nines across the board, and and I just. 
I, I wasn't and sure it's weird. what to think of that. It, it was really it, strange It's to weird think, so. to go into it. Um, and as I mentioned before uh, to you, it got the uh, Critics' Choice seal of approval from the Broadcast Film Critics Association, which yeah. is just unheard of right. for anything in the action genre. You know, I mean, the Broadcast Film Critics haven't even been around that long, but maybe something like Raiders of the Lost Ark right. or, or, right. or something would something get it. Strange. But action movies? Nah. Like, never, right? Right. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, the Critics' Choice, the Critics' Choice Television Awards are coming up, and I'm seeing spots. You know, you would you TV. would think that I would know when it was, right? right? I'm pretty sure it's you the should. 23rd. Yeah, um, but I don't want to bet my life on that. Right I think now. it's Saturday. I think it's Saturday. and it's uh, it's on A and E this year, mm-hmm. and Cat uh, Dealey is hosting. So everybody, tune into that and yep. find out uh, what wins for TV shows. And now we did get a couple of emails that we got a emails. we got to talk about real quick, and we have a couple of clips. I love the of new clips. Charlie's Theron talking yep. about the movie, and that'll be cool. I almost wasn't going to get some clips uh, to play of her, but she actually had some really cool things to, to say, say about yeah. the movie. Um, I had one for Tom Hardy, uh, <laughs> an interview with him. Yeah, but, you know he he babbles. Yeah, he he, ran, it, he rambles. It's a not bit. like he He's didn't say decent things, but right. anyway, right. Uh, he has a pretty interesting take, I think, on the character and the movie and all that stuff. But you know, we'd have to. It would just be he playing had, his interview the show. Yeah. He <laughs> had he had one interesting statement I saw. Um, you know, this is just an easy throwaway thing where he said that once he saw the film, he felt he had to go right up to George Miller and apologize. You know, which I thought was kind of cool, but it's the kind of clickbait link thing that you see, and you're like, for oh, not right, for, for not being good enough for for basically un, for basically just not getting the movie until he saw it. I guess this film has been done uh, for a while now, and right, been doing right. post effects on it, and you know, if you see it, you you'll understand why. But he just didn't seem to really understand, almost in like a, as if he was in a Star Wars movie. He's just like, I'm looking over here, and I'm supposed to react to something, right? And I think I knew one of the scenes that he was talking about. Um, not that I was paying attention for it, but I, it just kind of stood out kind of weird. And when he finally went to the premiere and they saw it all together, he was just blown away. You know, right. he said, okay, now I understood. If I knew what you were going to do, I wouldn't have been so weird in a couple ways. You right. Know, I just didn't get it. I'm sorry. Right. And, and you know, I should have just trusted you. Because clearly the, this is amazing. And the weird that, thing about this movie so. is uh, that, you know, if you have a, a huge special effects, big action type thing, you know, you're uh, you're in Transformers and you're just yeah. staring up at the sky right. doing your lines or whatever. And they're going to put all that in. Yeah. This movie has no CGI in it. Right. This is like all real or, or whatever it is. Around, very, very real. This is stunts, real stuff. Real like everything yeah. is real. Yeah. But what happens is even in creating that in a lot of these scenes, uh, you know, they may st- still, they film you. Right. And then yeah. they come back tomorrow and they film the guy you're shooting at or right. talking or yelling at or, you know, yeah. whatever it may right. be. It's just that it's, it's oh, real. It's yeah. but, but anyway, so that's awesome. So anyway, um, so, so. anyway Email. emails. So we've gotten several emails and I, I think Uh-oh. in a way it's kind of hilarious. I almost want to uh, make up some crap now because yeah. oh, good. Uh, now we can't stop getting emails about, uh, you know, I mentioned there's going to be big stuff happening to the show. Oh, I thought it was because <laughs> right? usually when we get a lot of emails, it's about the show. We just did. It's we about said something. So I was like, we what, did, and, what did we yeah. say at Hot Pursuit? No. Like, what could, yeah. We got a lot of Reese Witherspoon fans well, taking us said, to that. We said plenty about well, we Hot did Pursuit. Say, we did. But nobody jumped up. Well, that's uh, what I thought we were getting. I didn't get any emails of anybody saying, listen, yeah. Well, <laughs> Hot Pursuit's a good movie, you bastard. Reese no. called me and right. told me to tell you to back off. Right. So, yeah, Reese knows. Re- she knows. Actually, I don't think she does. But anyway. No, I don't either. Um, <laughs> Hi, Reese. So, you know. possibly next week. Uh, well, it, I think for sure by two weeks from now, but possibly next week. Yeah, you're dangling is, this carrot again. Is when uh, <laughs> things, things will be very different. <laughs> Tune in next week to hear it, next week. That's right. Um, you know, this there's riot, just, there's stuff going on and things take time. Right. Uh, but anyway, will, it's not like it's not like what difference does it make anyway? It's not like anything. Right. It's going to affect their lives. <laughs> it's only going to affect our lives. We're going to get air conditioning. Right. Exactly. Look, won't they know? Isn't this an easy way for me to just help the audience who's emailing about this? Won't they just know when they they hear the show? Won't it just immediately? Yes. Sound different? Yes. 
So there, there anyone be, out there who's as excited? There will be lots of stuff. Yeah. yeah the, like, show, the show will start. In fact, and we, if, you'll if, tell. You, if you subscribe to us on iTunes right. uh, and you go to look at the show, then you, you'll know. You anyway. will know stuff. Right. You'll know automatically. <laughs> so there you go. Like right. I, That's really cool. And I'm psyched that people are psyched for us and for the change. And, and you'll know. But it, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to happen uh, when it happens, and there's no hiding it. So right, and and you don't get anything out of it anyway. So right. Right. <laughs> it's not like uh, we're giving away a million dollars or something, right? It's yeah. not. Uh, anyway, we got another question though, and I I like this question, and it's about the movie, and uh, it it's from Dan in New York. About hey Dan uh, about uh, Mad Max. Oh Fury Road. Okay. So now here's here's the thing of this uh, I thought interesting question. Apparently this is kind of going around the internet, or at least it was going around the internet, because uh, he gave me a couple links to people who talked about it for a while. No. And, the, and the question is, is this movie a sequel, a prequel, uh, a yeah. reboot? Right. Uh, you know, if you don't know what's going on going into it, is it like we're starting all over, like there were no other movies, and right. it's a total reboot? Is this something that happens after all the other movies, before all the other movies, all that stuff? And, you know, that's a hard question to answer, actually. Because yeah, it is a little bit. First of all, I would have to watch Mad Max again (laughs) in order to really that would be punishment, though. But no, in order to really be confident in my answer. But uh, the other movies I've seen, yeah, hasn't been that long, right? Yeah, and it's kind of I think it's kind of just a totally rebooting. It's just it's just starting the world over. Kind of. It's not. It's not like this is. At least I don't think. And yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But it doesn't seem like this is Mad Max, and now it's just like a year later or something. Because right. he's talking in the beginning about how the world ended, and yep. here's where I am. Right. And not like the world ended, and I did a whole lot of crap uh, yeah. for a long time, right. and right. now this is where I am. Right. It's right. just uh, the movie starts out with him talking about how. Stuff went wrong and what yeah. happened to people and all that. So, I mean, it's not like the movie says or it doesn't or really. The, and I think that's good too. Uh, it, it almost feels like, um, you know, it almost feels like an easiest thing that comes to my mind is there was, you know, when Stephen King wrote the Dark Tower books, there's seven books, but he also wrote a story later that kind of goes in between books five and six. You know, it's almost like five point five. Right. This it, without knowing for sure, and I don't even know if George and. I, I've seen a few. Um, uh, we saw the movie Thursday, right? Um, I've seen a few things afterwards that said, "Oh, this is the reboot, or this is the sequel." And it's it's not from him; it's from the writers of whatever the review is. So uh, they don't know; they're right. just they're just guessing. It seems like it almost kind of slides in between things, and then at other times, it feels like it's just saying, "Look, you know the character, you know the backstory. We're even not going to go through a lot of it because you know it. Right. It's just starting over again. This is a different version of it." I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's odd. It's it's weird. It's, it's almost it's like a, tricky, a lateral. It's a tricky question. I think it's pretty definitely not really a sequel, right? Is it a prequel? Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't like I said. I'd have to watch the first I, Mad Max and go. Yeah. Where do things start exactly? Is it possible that he went through all this? Right. Uh, in this movie, before we get to that, uh, I, I don't. It certainly feels. I guess if you if you have to pin down an answer, I would say it's a reboot because it's in right. the same world with the same character who has the same history. You know, <laughs> this is the greatest this sound awesome. effect. This ever. is really great. And and I guess if you force me to give you that, if I can't say it's a lateral sequel, like something in right. between the established three films already, then I guess it is a reboot. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know what it tells you really during the course of this movie that would put you in the middle anywhere. Um, it just, so I it's guess just, it's, it's it, a very, yeah, it almost, it, it almost in a way aesthetically, cause you can't compare the way this film looks with any of the other three. It doesn't look anything like them. It, Not really. It, 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 I mean, in, in an aesthetic it, way, it I mean, looks in, a, like, in a clothing way, a little bit. Like I think, I think it looks like a movie that is clearly trying to, be inspired by the look of the right. other movies. Sure. There's even, a fair amount of leather still and even trinkets. Some, even and, sometimes just the way they shoot things is yeah. uh, there are some scenes where it, it's almost like they don't look as good as they could have because they're they're looking a little bit like the original right. Mad Max, right. which 
obviously doesn't look right. that great. You know, I, I guess I meant like, and I and I think that's cool. You know, in the in the stories, there's you know, in the first one, there's certainly a lot of there's still a little bit of society kicking around. Things are really just happening. In the second one, society's long gone, and there's you know just a right. lot of leather underwear and crazy right. Boomer. I mean. But Max is really older by the third film, decidedly, and you can see visibly. And right. Tom Hardy doesn't look like he's after the third film, if you believe the no, chronology and of the character. No, like he doesn't talk it either. Like, right. The, the so of, I feel like it's somewhere, if it if it's somewhere in between them, and I'm just saying that out loud, I don't even know if it is. It, but if it, it is, it could it's somewhere be between, like the first between and one and two. Right. That's and like what I feel I, like. Like I said, I'd have to see the first so, film. But, anyway. but it feels to me just like we're really starting over, especially with the way that he talks. Right. And the, you know, crazy nightmare visions that and he has. And they acknowledge that he has lost his family, and it's very clear that it's right. still it, haunting him. It from, feels right. like we're just starting, especially, like I said, when he's talking about yeah. what happened to the world right. and civilization right. and stuff like that, it feels like we're just starting. And, and maybe the easiest way to end that question is this. It doesn't matter. And, and I'm no, not saying your question it, no, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't. I'm not saying the question matters, because the question is actually kind of fun to talk about anyway. But it doesn't it doesn't hamper the film no, or you're change watching anything, it in right. any way. Right. It, it, it doesn't mean you have to see the other films or right. know anything. You just have to know that he's a survivor and he lost his family and it's an apocalypse, you know, right. kind it, of it, environment. It, it's an apocalypse. And that's all you need. Like world, it fills right. in the rest and it, it's not that hard. But I, it, yeah, I, I can understand the question, but it doesn't matter. Okay. And then I did actually just before we get to the scores, we're late. Yeah, we're two minutes over. In, in giving the scores. Um uh, I did just think I was like going. We to, have a time frame. I, I love it. Like I was late. going to say something about uh, the thing that's going to happen to the show. <laughs> More TV, and uh, because I, I remembered, I was going to mention uh-huh. something. And the only one thing that I will say is the instant reactionness of yeah. the show will not actually be like a thing anymore. Yeah, not that it really is. Anyway, we we've done it <laughs> but, more or less as like a loose ruler. It, yeah, but, it, it's know. not like what we say in the show will be changed by that or anything, no. but it's not going to be like a thing. Anymore. The selling, it, yeah, this is not starting like, point. like, uh, well, this like is a great that. example. We saw it Thursday night, you know, and here we right. are Sunday morning, oh, Sunday afternoon. Right. And it's been a few days. So that noise is driving me nuts. Uh, okay. So not me. We might as well just run. Now I, I do have to say this could be, and, and I'm, I'm not, guaranteeing this or anything. Yeah. This could be a really boring episode of the show. I, I thought, <laughs> I genuinely thought this on the way over here. I thought, you know what? There's which not going to be a whole lot to talk about. Which, which is this, a this weird... going to be very simple to, to which do. Which is a weird thing to say uh, because I want you to still listen to the show. Sure. Right? But, but we don't... And, and some shows are very short. But what's but, weird is when you go see a show, uh, a movie, and then think about uh, what you're going to say about it and how the conversation's going to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, but what if this this might just be right? <laughs> this might just be <laughs> this it. might just be boring. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and we have to just start by throwing out the numbers. Uh, I give it ten. <laughs> that's e- that's easy, huh? Just like that. Yeah. This is going to be, you know, I- I'm a ten. <laughs> okay. Like this, this is going to be very simple. Yeah. I-, I mean, I guess in our fashion, we could find a way to. Kind of bitch and bemoan about something for forty minutes, and then be like, I, "Yeah, still, this is amazing. Go see." I, you know, or, I tried for a really long time using lots of different theories of rating the movie, yeah, to uh, come up with a way for it to not be ten. Yeah. I really, really wanted to go. Ah, come on, yeah, right. nine point five well, or something. I thought, or, I thought or you, I thought genuinely you, you thought I hated it. No, no. It's not even the kind of thing that you would hate. I think you're gonna really like it based on um, like what you say when you when you review films. Like what what was it trying to do? How well was it doing that? You know, this right. is kind of your ouvroir of looking at the films. But when we when we were leaving, and we don't talk much about them all the time. Sometimes we do. But when we left this one, you were like, man, if it just kept doing this one thing over and over again, I was gonna lose my mind. Right. And I thought. Right. Well, there's no way he liked it as much as me now, because <laughs> right. now he's looking for something no, you real know nitpicky. What? There are, and there are things I don't like about it. There, there, there are was things only, I would change. I don't know if there's a lot. I, I would. There's a couple things we'll go through because we got 40 minutes of airtime left. Right. But I thought genuinely that little nitpicky inside, not that you're nitpicky, but that little nitpicky thing, because I could see that it would get bothersome. I was like, well, I guess it could only get like nine. And maybe that brought it to eight and a half. He's crazy. 
crazy. He right. could just drive safe and not get, you know, loopy on the road. <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely didn't think you were going to give it a 10 for the little things that I know, knowing you, could get in the way of it. Right. But clearly, even though there's little things there that bothered you, it didn't bother you that much because you just it's hard to be bothered by no. that stuff when there's so much amazing other stuff going on. No, because any, here's the thing. Like every movie I've ever given a 10. Yeah. There's probably still something that I would go. You know what I was thinking? You know what? This should be a little different. I was it's thinking still this. 10. The last <laughs> film that I remember giving a 10 and just being like, nope. Because I think the last one I – well, it wasn't the last one. But one of the last few, I gave The Avengers, I think, a 10. The first one. The first one. Right. And, and certainly I can see some loose threads in that one. But I think the last one that I definitely could stand on and be like, that's a perfect movie, was Wreck-It Ralph. Right. Like when we came in and said, this film was amazing and right. it's a 10. I don't think even looking back at that, there's anything problematic or loose to complain or about. Right. I think it's just great all the way through. Right. This one, this is a 10. <laughs> it's got some wiggle room. Right. But it's mostly 10 for the experience, for the fun. And I also wondered if you would you would have a different mindset um, today on Sunday versus Thursday. Versus the instant reaction. The, the, right. And if, if we change that idea, certainly, and, and that's fine, but still, unless that's our you know thesis going forward, it's still kind of like, how did you feel when you walked out of the theater? And right. when, we, when we walked out, I was pumped. Right. I could have, if I had time, turned around, you know, slapped you on the back. Oh, and I'm like, I, dude, let's see this again. I, right now, what are you doing? You got kids? You know, I don't in, care. In, they a can perfect, in a perfect world, I absolutely would have just started watching it again. Yeah. I would have just gone right back in. And we will eventually get to one question I have for you about this. But aside from the easy question is we saw it in 3D and that was really interesting. You know, I wonder what it, it's like. It was, standard, it was but, interesting, but I will say this. I am not sure that you're losing a whole lot I if you know. don't. I, I'll it, be curious to fun, find out. It was fun in 3D. It was really fun. And it had some it had some good moments. And, you know, this movie, it's a kind of odd. There were a couple of really goofy 3D things. There was one that, that was, was terribly... Like, uh, they were, they, they were way one, at the end of the movie. Right. Though. When there's a big explosion, there's a very pandering moment where things fly directly at you right. because you're on 3D. Right. You know, And I don't know if that's and, in the regular And all of not. a sudden... And, you know, the, the horrible thing about it was that all of a sudden you remember that you're watching it in 3D. Right, exactly. Because right. everything else that was 3D about this movie, it really was just depth. Yeah. It really was yeah. just you could see far away better. Not coming in your face right. better. And like I'm, you know, at this point, the way 3D works, it's like, you know, I don't want to be at Captain EO when <laughs> right, I see exactly. something in 3D. Right. I don't want to go, ooh, look, I can touch it. That's right. just not really right. capturing the best you can do with right. 3D. Yep. And a lot of the movie was doing that really well. Yeah. You would see like the motorcycles, a, a good 3D was yeah. when the motorcycles are jumping all over the place. Yeah, they're crisscrossing. And you can see that, yeah. you can really get the feel of like the depth of what they're doing, not because they're flying in your face. And I right? loved, and that whole scene too, where you were curious, even when the when we started, you're like, I don't, because we'll talk about the trailer in a minute too, but you're like, I don't know what they're going to do with these poles, like right. these guys on poles. That was hypnotic. That was like human metronome was going it, everywhere, it, and I loved it. It it was kind of cool, but that is uh, one of the okay. Couple, I wondered what you couple thought. Of the things, I thought 3D was good. But. A couple of the things that I would be fine with changing, yeah. and I think for me would actually improve slightly the movie is uh, the guys on the poles. It just is kind of goofy. No, right? I love it. I can't I, believe you. I, I think it's you didn't I love think anything it's about just kind of goofy. Yeah. It, it was. It was fine. No, I know. It wasn't uh, – because what I thought going in was this is going to be like a goofy distraction. Like it's going to be so goofy. Mm -hmm. You know, who would have ever built that? You know, they, they would have <laughs> right. never built that in the first place. Right. It's only interesting because it happens to kind of serve their purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. It's one of those things where in a story, right, when you're building this world, you come across this situation – where all of, a sudden, like, all, of a, all of a sudden you pull out your Swiss Army knife and you go, oh, thank God the Swiss Army knife has that thing I never knew it right. had. Yeah. And then it would be totally, totally goofy, right? Yeah. And it wasn't anything like that bad, right? <laughs> yeah. No. But, I loved it. But when I saw it in the trailer, that's right. what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, what, no, I was, I know. what I'm thinking is this is going to just be nonsensical. Like somebody got drunk one day and said, stick a guy way up a pole. <laughs> right. That would be cool looking. Right. 
And so it's not that. So that's good. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know how great it was. I didn't really love it. It wasn't something that I was going, oh, hooray, that's here. Right? There's, there's a, well, and, right. and the other thing is uh, the guitar guy. I'm getting out of here. If you talk about <laughs> the, guitar the guitar guy. guy Forget you. See, here's the thing. Oh that, my God, that really could have been. I, I'm okay. I I'm okay. It. I'm okay with the guitar. Yeah, I know. I know. Here but we go. But that could have been kind of toned down a little. No, bit, it, right? it needed to be more. No, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this is a film about some crazy. It moment at times it has great excess. I, I'm not even disagreeing. Right. I, I, I knew agree. That you, I knew that you were gonna say. I was about to say. If you bring up guitars, I'm out of here. I, I just I love how. You know, I love how basically a film throws down the pedal, you know, and just accelerates through every scene that it's in for the most part. And you feel like there's no way it could sustain that. And I think in some places, then you really just have to say, like what you've said a lot of times, you're like, well, we we only go to 10, but we got to go to 12. What can we do? Right. And they're just like, well, we'll have guys on shish kebabs. Right. We'll have a guitar player, right. a demon player. And and when I'm watching it, it, it's it's funny how contextual it is, you know, and how kind of like in the moment. In another film, I could be like, are you kidding me? Right. This film loses stars left and right just because of that. Right. Somebody should have been fired for even offering that. <laughs> in this one, I'm like, promote the guy that took that idea because it's so perfectly See, placed. I'm okay, I'm okay I with the thing. I, I'm okay with the fact that that guitar guy exists. at least you didn't groan out loud when he started hitting his power cords and burning fossil fuels no and, you know. I, no cause i like the guy i i yeah. like that he's there yeah right at all i think it could have been <laughs> i think that at, i don't know how i think it at, at this point of that contraption and everything yeah. right it's like you know let's take this crazy up to like 11 right right and then it would have been cool, yeah. but it's like it's like on twenty. I love it now. I I, I couldn't I, believe it. I think see, but at some point I kind of don't buy it anymore. Yeah. You know, and there's something there's at some point when you get to like the hundred and fifteenth speaker <laughs> yeah. that's on that thing. Somebody could have said maybe one hundred fourteen's enough, right. or right. you know whatever. At some point, right. it's just too much. At some point, that thing that they're driving is like, you know, 10 times bigger <laughs> than everything world. else they drive. It's the biggest thing on the planet. Right. It's, it's so amazing. And and it serves no fun I know. function, except that it's, you know, we're rallying the troops. Right? I, he, you, he's like he's the it. guy in, uh, you know, like colonial he's the trumpeter. land yeah. that's playing the drums right. while we right. march he's or whatever. The, yeah. and, I, and I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm fine with the basic idea of what he's doing. Yeah, but we didn't have guys playing the drums <laughs> awesome. in colonial times. That it was like we committed like 50 guys right. and like half of the army's resources just to the guy playing the drum. And some it was a little much for me. It wasn't enough that it really took anything down. It's still I still give it. A ten. The guy, but it's just it was a little much. Just like the thing that I complained about when we were walking out, the fade to blacks right. for me right. were too much. Right. It was, uh, you know, every every ten minutes we have to at a certain point we have story, to just go just, boom right. and like fade to black and sit there in the black for, for a, second a few repeat. seconds, right. right? And then something new, and yeah. then come back. And right. if you want to do that a couple times you know that that's fine and it right. and it there was nothing wrong with it except right. that it except that there kept being lens flares well you when know? it was it was when like it did, it when it did happen it. i mean the movie's 2 hours okay right. and it didn't seem like it happened at all for the first 80 minutes and then all of a sudden for the next 15 it happened every 30 minutes uh, every 30 seconds right. it seemed like it, it was it just, overused it just kept suddenly. doing it right i i appreciate it and it was in fact Going back to the guitar player for a second, well, because how could you? Know? He was he was <laughs> he was in in a way the perfect litmus test for me for this film because when that happens in another film, I'm like, you're stupid, right? You're just dumb. I mean, like what I just said, I just it wouldn't work. But the moment he appeared and took his rock god position and growled and hit the chords and fire exploded and they start moving, and I was okay with it. Like I, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But later when they're going through the desert and and Max is basically strapped to this vehicle and his eyes are like peeling off his face because he's going so fast and his dust dust and everything. Right. And the guitar guy is just basically doing his best Gene Simmons with his devil tongue and his killer chords. 
And he's just, and I he's didn't just, just going nuts. And right? I didn't just like it then. I loved it then. I knew, <laughs> right. I knew at that moment I was in. I knew that there was nothing about that kind of excess that was going to distract me. And it's not even just because of the aesthetic, which I think was just crazy beautiful, um, or the way that it was filmed. It was just this combination of right thing, right time, and a course you would have this guy <laughs> like it makes right. total sense right that obviously you need this guy here right and you know like i said this is like a and, this, and for it, whatever it's reason ultimately like a little nitpicky thing that doesn't yeah, no, even bring it down from 10 no it, it's it just doesn't. that it's like it's just a you know thing. It, it's a little much and <clears throat> you know what's what's kind of weird for me there were parts like that mm-hmm. like the guy there were there are other parts uh all yeah. throughout the movie um that ju- they just bug me a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And this is the kind of movie where everything else is so awesome yeah. that it makes me not like the things that I don't like <laughs> just a little bit more. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's all this stuff in, you know, we get really far into the movie. They start, you know, shooting the harpoons at the oh, uh, yeah. at the big tank. Right. And then the cars have this thing built on them that is like a giant <laughs> rake that falls down yep. with a huge metal that you know to drag them so yep. that it so that it stops you. Yeah. And I'm like, see, the people who invented that, right? Right. right. They did not invent dude on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> they did not put three yeah. more layers of speakers on the guitar guy, right? Oh, man. And 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 that was so cool that they had that. And then all of the other. Uh, Aspects. It's weird because there's no plot to this movie. It's and, a catch 'em film, and yet the storytelling in it yeah. is insanely awesome. Yeah, and, and it's just it's mind-boggling, kind of because you know I'm going into this movie going if there what if there's no story at all except ju- there's just cars driving, right? Like nothing happens. There's just right. Because that's kind of what it looks like in the trailer, right? It is uh, Charlie's throne has some girls, yeah, that she stole from uh, Immortan Joe, right? The, uh, the, the god of yeah. whatever, right? That's awesome. And then we just drive and chase her, like right. for two we'll hours, right? Yeah. And there's no plot, so there's a little bit more of a plot than that, yeah. <laughs> but but not exactly a lot, right? But at least other things come up all the time, and it's that kind of story. But the story of the movie is way different in this movie than the plot yeah. of the movie, right? right? And right. The, storytelling, the storytelling is awesome. The storytelling, in a really weird way, is like you're reading a great book, yeah. and then somebody asks you, what's it about? You right. go, well, we're running from this guy. Right. And no one ever wants to read the book because right. they don't right. understand how it's a good story. But, you know, the it, this one does so many awesome things. And, you know... Uh, I really thought at a certain point I was loving the fact that the movie was doing this thing. Yeah. And but as I'm watching it, I'm like, it can't keep it up. Right. It it can't keep doing it because that's just not how movies happen anymore. Right. Right. And the thing was that it didn't explain anything to you ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't care. No. If you it, didn't get it, it was and, just like and it didn't care. Right. It kept doing stuff exactly the way stuff would happen in the real world, right? right? People talked about things. They used words that are made up words. Yeah. They, you know, referenced all these other places. Yeah. But they just talked about them the way that you would talk about them. Right. They talked about like the hierarchy of their own yeah. little world <laughs> that they were in. They talked about other places. And they never explained any of it. Yeah. They just kept, they just said, but how, what would that guy say? Because what that guy would say is not, you know, use some word and then explain it to the person he's talking to. We're going to to Bullet Town. You know, that place where we have to get the ammunition for (laughs) the bang bang guns. You know, it would never be that, but yeah. Right. And they had, uh, um, you know, I can't even remember (laughs) his, his name, but the, uh, the, the Nicholas Holt. Knox. uh, Yeah. Knox. Yeah. The the character he is, where he's a war boy, right. and we have these little scenes where he's, you know, with the other war boys and yeah. the blood bag and, yeah. and and all the stuff happening, and all of the stuff. About three quarters of his dialogue yeah. in, in the whole movie is made up words. Right. right. <laughs> it's, it's all stuff that yeah. we you don't know what he's talking about. You just have to, you know, you just have to put it together. And even and he <laughs> never once tries to clarify anything no. to anyone. Right. And, and, and it's like 
at some points you're not even really sure that the people he's talking to know the words that he's using. <laughs> right. They're just like, yeah, but he's yeah. still not going to explain it. And more importantly, later on, Nux has uh, he becomes kind of an accidental captive and changes his heart. You know, kind of be- right, it right. becomes less of a war boy. And now he's with them on the outside. And at that point, it's very easy in the hands of someone who actually thinks that you're going to care and is insecure about their story. They would say to them, have one of the brides say, why do you say this? Or why do you mean this? Or why do you spray your face silver? Right, right. And then there's this exposition. And And, and, if he had done that, I would have been like, no, you don't get it. Don't. Don't And not only – and I told you, I was just waiting for that to happen. I was too. I actually was. You just just know it. It can't yep. maintain that, yep. and yet it does. It did. And it, it's just bizarre. And you accept all the weird social norms, like when they get amped up, and and even as simple as a story, like there's all these feminist strengths, there's all these allegories towards like uh, terrorism and eco, eco-terrorism and all the stuff that's right. happening in a Mad Max film. These war boys, one could argue, you know, if you're going to try to make something sound intellectual, like the whole terrorist side of like... ISIS or you know the Taliban thing. Right. They're promised. They're they're basically suicide warriors who are promised to go to paradise if they die a great death. You know right. these kind of things. All right. So in order to die a great death, you get really amped up and you spray paint your lips silver. Right. And and I'm like I I don't know what that means, but I love it. Look right. at it. And not and, and not, not only it, that. Not only that. What's great about it is that they do it a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. And. And you have I, no I idea what know, it's supposed to mean. But I know. And then eventually you get it. You get it. Right. right? And but, I loved it because he trusted George Miller, trusted the audience to either not understand it and just be like, well, that's just some other weird look that the film has. Or you get dropped in another culture and sooner or later someone does something and you see it and you're like, oh, it has that meaning. Right. I, I love that he didn't pander. It was right. just like, it was, take it and it, you'll yeah. get it. And I did. And I liked the movie more for it in a way. And, and it had all of these other things going on so you've got your immortant joe who's mm-hmm. basically god right and you've got their whole little society that exists basically around the fact that he's got a bunch of water right and and he controls, controls the dial he yeah, controls the everything yeah and he's got all these war boys and it there's all of this like bizarro societal stuff going on, you know, where uh, if you give me a bunch of kids that I can raise however I want and, I, and, and I can start <laughs> spouting a bunch of, yeah. you know, old Viking going to Valhalla right. kind of stuff, then I will have the society completely under my right. thumb without hardly even trying Except that it doesn't say any of that. No, it doesn't yeah. ever say anything right. about anything. It right. just does it. It yeah. just shows you the world and gives you little bits of the people talking. Yeah, and then you just have to know. Right. And you know, like like you said, in another movie, there would be you know there would be like a whole scene with a Morton Joe standing yeah. around a giant table talking to a bunch of uh, his sons. Right. I guess, right. Yeah. In right. this case. Exactly. Yeah. About exactly the way that they're controlling everyone yeah. and explain the whole society and right. who gets the water and who doesn't and what connection they have to the guy at Gastown and the guy from the farm <laughs> yep. and all this stuff. And man, you'd have like at least another 40 minutes of this movie where right. we're just explaining everything yeah. to everyone. And this movie doesn't even well, do it for a minute. He does it He does it for like 15 seconds when we finally see the water open up and the crowds, you know, the desperate crowds rush with their makeshift baskets that doesn't look like it could hold hope, let alone water. And, right, he, and he exactly. says to them, basically, he does, you're right. He does in like 10 seconds of, of over speaking the crowd where he's like, I'm giving you a taste. I don't want you to get used to it because if you get used to it, you're weak. Basically. Right. You know, and, that's, and he turns the water off. Right. And, and you're like, and, oh my and God. And all, all he all... says, all he says is what he would say. Right. Right. Not what we've written what for we him need. to right. say exactly. because we want to explain crap <clears throat> to people. Yeah. Right? And then there's so much of this movie that is so like harshly visual. Yeah. Where uh, you don't, you don't have to explain anything. We're just yeah. looking at the characters, right? See what they do, and then you go, "Oh well, I mean, I get it." And and, and that's another great thing about uh, the movie is that you know there are no good guys, right? It's all antiheroes, left and no, right, or just nobody. Nobody's surviving. a good guy, and not only right. that, they're not they're not even antiheroes, yeah, right? They're not even like heroes who are bad with flaws. Like uh, we'll get to this clip with. Uh, 
is Charlize oh, yeah, right. Theron, and we've got a couple of them. And, uh, you know, one of the awesome things that she says about this uh, movie and her character, and, I, you know, I'll let her say it, but it's not like she's trying to rescue these women. Right. So, which, yeah. which is another kind of just fundamentally uh, undoable thing. Yeah. Right? That's not that's not how the machine of Hollywood <laughs> movies works, right? You yeah. Can't, you can't have stuff like that. Anyway, um, uh, let's take a break let's now that this. I mention it, and uh, we'll listen to these uh, right. couple of clips of Charlize Theron. Let her tell you. Broken. Scared. Angry. Disappointed. Frustrated. Um... Yeah, those were the elements of conversations that I had with George that really, really, really just got the creative part for me going because he was so excited about creating an anti-heroic woman, a woman that didn't set out to be a hero, who was really driven by these very, very pure human flaws, um, things that we're told not to have or not to feel that finally just overcome her and sets her into this motion that changes her life forever. This idea that she's kind of saving these women to me just didn't feel as interesting as they belong to a man who hurt her incredibly and she's just had enough and she's going to take these women with her and she's going to take what matters to him the most. She's going to take the most valuable thing away from her because he took the most valuable thing away from her. So it's, it really is the ultimate story of revenge that starts this woman's drive off. And, and so it was, you know, there were little things that kind of geared us in a direction. And George was always so willing to go there with me. God bless him. You know, you can't do this stuff alone. And unless somebody kind of embrace that thought process, you're, you, you can't do it. And, he was really, he was with me. I mean, we were really eye to eye on that. And little things like the fact that she would never call them by their names, that she didn't want to know their names, because she knew the world that they were going into and there's no room for attachment. And then uh, here's another one real quick. Broken. Scared. Wait, maybe not. I think that's the same one. Yeah, I, I, I think that's like uh, that's okay. the first part in one, yeah. and then the other one's the whole thing. So right. we played the, I guess we okay. got the whole thing. But um, anyway, the thing that I uh, – one of the things I love about the movie is exactly what she's talking about because you're going into this movie watching the trailer. And even when you kind of see the first part of it, when she uh, – suddenly she just breaks off the road. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she's – you know, she's like a bigwig. Basically, right. she's up there. So yeah. she's got all the war boys uh, protecting her or whatever. Yeah. And she says, ah, we're doing this. And they just go, all right. Right. I mean, they just they run know, back and you tell know, each they're, other. They're yeah. not they're not big enough. They're in not the, in the food chain right. to uh, ask her what's going on. Until it gets far enough along yeah. or whatever. But at first, you know, she's like, uh, then you start seeing the, the, the women in their little hiding spot. Then you yeah. see that uh, Morton Joe goes and looks for them and they're right. gone. And then you're like, ah, okay, she's rescuing the women. Right. Then you start watching the movie a little bit more right. and it plays out a little bit more. And you're like, I don't, you know, yeah. this, if, if this could just be, you know, if he had the key to the water and you were right. stealing the key to the water to screw him right. uh, because you, because you wanted to just be pissed. The, the thing that's weird about it in a strange, uh, I guess, way to construct a story and then have it come out at you in really little dribs and drabs. Uh, what's cool is that uh, she really just wants to escape. Right. But also she wants hurt to him. hurt him. That's, hurt him. that's why right. she's taking him and, and everything. <clears throat> but she's not really moved by rescuing them. Right. Exactly. Right. Maybe one know, thing a little, the maybe other. a little bit. Taking them, or taking them hurts him. Not saving them helps her. Yeah. And, and so, and what's crazy is that if she hadn't taken them, he would have probably just let her go. Right. It's not worth it. Or trouble. used all the resources really? to I get mean, them all. Right. Yeah. I mean, he'd have tried to. He get might have the sent big a few truck back, right. or you right. know, whatever, because she stole his big truck and right. a bunch of uh, gas or whatever. Yeah. 
but it's not the same thing where he, you know, loses his mind because right. they're gone. And right. especially because uh, one of them's pregnant right. at, at the time and the, and the whole thing. But it, it's just a weird thing that she is, you know, her revenge mm-hmm. plan is like her own downfall of actually escaping herself. Right. Because she, you know, she brings, she brings the hammer down on herself yeah. by taking them. Yeah. And yet, you know, like I said before, the movie says nothing about anything. Right. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. tell you any of that. And to to yeah. even be having like that level of discussion about a crazy action movie with no plot. Right. Is just right. insane. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's not like it's not like there's anything boring going on because you're having to say these things or find out these things right. or, uh, you know, whatever, because the movie never stops. It really I mean, doesn't. And even when it slows down to give, because it does have to, it, well, go ahead. It, uh, well, okay, I mean, I it does, say, at, at certain points, the cars stop. Right? Sure, right. But there's a point, because even, even Miller, with his vision of what's happening, understands that <clears throat> the guy that's the best at this for a long time anyway has been James Cameron. He starts a film, you get character, you get the scene, and then, like in any of his films, like when the action stops, you realize it's been going on for like 45 minutes. It's like right. nonstop. And you feel, if you're invested in it or if you're having fun, you feel kind of spent. Right. And in this instance, it certainly isn't what some people are suggesting, which is it's just a two-hour chase. You right. know, no, because you would be you would be kind of disengaged at some point. He knows that at some point he's got to let the audience breathe. So he slows things down, you know, reasonably gives people a chance to get their breath back, right. kind of metaphorically, tells a little bit of story, you see a little bit of character, you realize what's about to happen, and then it amps up again, and then it doesn't slow down again but it doesn't. But it doesn't last long. It doesn't. Right? It's it doesn't not like, all. like we said, it's not like you get these big scenes where uh, people are just kind of sitting around a table explaining right. everything to you, telling you about Dude. why things are happening, right. and stuff like that. One of the first times we slow down at all is, uh, you know, she has made a deal for passage right. uh, through this one, you know, there's these other tribes, whatever, yeah. you know, the right. way that they talk about each other. Yeah. Um, and it's apparently the motorcycle tribe right. Yeah, right. <laughs> who, who runs, who right. runs the pass right here, yeah. which it's a little odd in a way. If this is one of the places where if you think about it too much, it can become don't, problematic don't because bother. we've got this tribe that lives here basically to guard this path yeah. to nowhere. Right. And and in order for them to live there to guard this path, the, uh, the, you got to go somewhere. There's a road through the canyon right. that they geniusly can destroy. You know, blow up the, the blow up the yeah. canyon, and then aha, you can't follow us. Yeah. Except there's nothing over there anyway. So there's no there's no one trying to use the path. Yeah. So it kind of negates the existence of their living there. I might have missed something small. Like the other sides are all like the swampy thing. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, but but then they but then they have to stop and she has to get out and now all of a sudden she has to like kind of trust him and and they like they never trust each other. Yeah. Uh, Even like at the end of the movie they don't really trust each other. You know, but now I'm in this position where I don't have a lot of options. And I want to live. And, right. And right. we can get out of this and, if you do it right. Right. And here's the way. I, and, she, you know, she's got the uh, – he tries to steal the rig at one point. Yeah. She's got the, you know, super backup fail-safe right. password that you have to use. And then, you know, you barely blink and she has to give it to him now. Right. Yeah. And you're right. going, wait, what? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I think it was – you know, one of the things that's a, a goofy gimmick – Kind of, yeah. Uh, a goofy, like, spectacly gimmick that I ended up loving was the bizarre, like, flare, firework, dust ball things that they had, where you they would shoot those off and you could see what was going on. Right. Uh, they were know, black. Could, they were red. They were they were signal. Right. You could basically. you could signal people, yeah. and and they're really kind of corny. But they were cool. They were. They were. You were like, yeah, effective. they would have that. Of course they were. Right. right. They would do that. <laughs> they, right. They would come up with that. Yeah. And uh, those weird, like, spear explosive bomb things that everyone had. I mean, apart from the fact that I think, uh, I don't know how you're feeling safe with those in the car. The way I don't think that, you're thinking about the it. way that they they chuck them around and yeah. you're driving in these cars that are bouncing. And it's not everywhere. an even like, paved those, road. Those, those things are, are going off. Those are jostling everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're bumping into each other. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. 
But but they were cool. They were yeah. they were like, of course you would come up with that because right. you would have to have something. You have to, you know, we're out of bazookas. Right. We're lucky to have bullets. Right. And uh, right. I I didn't see of all the things that I saw going on, some of them which were a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, there there are some creepy things going on in the movie. But of all the things that I saw, I didn't see anybody making bullets. You no, know? that's what Bullet Town's for. <laughs> they had to go to right. – I mean, they literally went to a place called Bullet Town, right. too. Yeah, you know, I'm of the same mind that there are a lot of little things, and all they seem to do is just enhance the overall experience, which was just so much fun. And and it's weird, like if somebody had told me, because you don't necessarily get this from the trailer, and I and I feel like I got the film that the trailer showed me. I actually got an amazing you, film that the trailer pretty, showed you me. You pretty much do. You know, there was there's there's one aspect I guess that the trailer and the title just kind of misleads, and it's all over. People are people are finding anything to complain about. But maybe the film should have been, you know, instead of Mad Max Fury Road, it could have been Mad Max Ride Shotgun. But the <laughs> right, subtitle right. would be, and you won't care. Right. You know, Tom Hardy is coming up in these. He's always like this guy that people mention, like he's an amazing, amazing actor. He's got all these things, and he's got a draw to him that is really kind of weird when you think about what he's done that's been like a blockbuster. He's never been in like a Titanic. Right. You know, but he's got this devoted following. And he's not bad as Max. He's not bad at all. He's actually very good in in what he plays, which is a guy who's just surviving and will do whatever it takes to survive, even if it means trusting someone who just tried to put a knife in his face. Right. But it really is, you know, Charlize's film in in a lot of ways. And I didn't care. Right. You know, and it's not, this isn't a moment to take. She is great. And it's not a moment to say, like, oh, this is the new, you know, feminist sci-fi thing. But, you know, what's interesting is as a character, she's as strong to me as like Ripley in the Alien films ever was. Right. Like she's single-handedly taking on like this established kind of new apocryphal kind of patriarchy. Right. And it's awesome. That clip actually just reminds me of some of the stuff that I really enjoyed most about what she was doing. Which was basically, and I don't think it was in a pandering way, but basically just saying women are going to survive the apocalypse too, and they're not going to be very happy with what you do to them, you know. And it's clearly set up from like how fun the first ten or fifteen minutes was in the film, with like like what you said earlier, like the blood bags, the the milk women, right. you know, all these things that the war boys, all these amazing things that are established so early to create this world and the world building that that Miller has done. And seemingly from scratch, because he could have done all this stuff in any of the three films he right. did, and he didn't. There's some hints of it, but he just was like, you know what? I think I'd really like to do this instead. And you're just you're blown away by how much fun and thoughtful and and engaging that the whole experience was. Um, you know, it's really weird. <clears throat> I think if I have a real gripe with the film, and it's the most minuscule gripe of all, it is um, that the first 30 seconds are kind of not to be believed. You know, like you see the film opens and you see Max kind of looking out over this wasteland and there's a lizard in 3D that we see and you see, okay, it's a two-headed lizard so now we understand there's a radioactive, well, we're led to believe there's a radioactive element here. Things aren't what they are. And it runs towards him. He kicks it, CGI kills it, picks it up or doesn't kill it and he eats it raw and you're kind of like, ah, and that should have been the trailer. But instead, now he quickly jumps in his car and races away from 60 vehicles that want to kill him when he should have been on the road like an hour before that. Right, right. It, it, that was the only part of the film I was just like, uh oh. Yeah. Like, I, what is I this? Actually, like, it starts on, off on such a weird foot. And then, I, and then I forget it because so many other things work and makes you forget it. But I was just kind of like, it was kind of fun when he ate that two-headed lizard. And I'm like, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It, it's, all, it's almost like care. he was doing one of these. Uh, scenes where um you know it's like the early bond movies Mm -hmm. where they have like this first scene that doesn't necessarily connect to anything anything that happens in the movie or in a very tangential way is kind of what he was doing before maybe yeah i mean it's you know different in the different films yeah but this was like one of those you know as soon as that scene kind of Stops for like a second. It's like you you expect there to be like you know that James Bond right. with the eye, yeah, and with the logo. Thing. It's like now a totally different thing's happening yeah. because it is this weird little segment. And you know the thing that bugged me about it, 
And I mean, I was going into the movie expecting to love it. But the thing yeah. that bugged me about it is I'm going, why does he have the slowest car left? Right. Like, right. <laughs> like he's, he's, he had a jump his, on him. His interceptor a, a bit, was amazing. Right? Yeah. And he's, he's driving away from him and they got all these like horrid looking cars yeah. and motorcycles and they just like run him down. Right. Really, really quickly. Quick. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? I got this is not a huge spoiler, although it does give away a very small thing because we're getting near the end. I I gotta admit, like I love I love the Mad Max films. I don't have T-shirts or quote the films, you know, much. I've loved them. I've really had right. fun with them over the over the years. There's a moment where Max, you know, early in the film, he gets captured and all these things happen when he's branded as a blood bag and he's tattooed as property and on and on and on. And later he actually sees someone driving his interceptor. And I thought, because he's like, hey, that's mine. Right. And I thought, oh, he's going to get in this. And now things are going to be totally equal because he's going to be right. badass and he's got all these oil slicks and ejector seats and he's got <laughs> right, his right. car tricked out and his car's destroyed. He, right. doesn't, he doesn't ever get the interceptor right. back. And right. I went... You can't do that. Right. What'd you show it to me for? You, you know? know? But I thought it was awesome, too, because I'm like, well, now what Now what are we going to do? Right. Like, and, 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 you know, that kind of... For I me, was surprised For me, one of, one of the good things about the movie, I think, uh, and, and we're talking about how Charlize Theron really owns it more, yeah. in, in a way, you know, that's one of the things that I loved about it, is that, you know, he's surviving. It, it's all about, you know, he starts off, he's you know, an animal in right. the woods yeah. or whatever. Basically. It, it, and then he, you know, and then he gets captured and caged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all this like metaphoric right. nonsense going on. Lots. But but it's all about him surviving. And what I love about the movie is that he's not good at it. Right. <laughs> he's not, he's he just does, good enough, but he's not really he great doesn't, at it. It's not like he, you know, yeah. comes out and all of a sudden, as soon as he gets the chains off, then he's like, you know, Bruce Lee mixed right. with, you know, whatever. And he's yeah. just, you know, super guy who yeah. uh, they throw in a pit with 50 people and he kills them all. Right. He's like, he's not good at it right. a- at all. Right. He's he's just like, he can kind of hit stuff if he shoots at it. Right. But it but it's not like that was pick, awesome. It's not like he's picking people off from yeah. moving cars <laughs> 20 Dude, yards away and stuff. What he's, if, he's just... He's yeah. just lucky enough. Yeah, right? he's just good and, enough. He makes the right, right role. He doesn't really get a bullseye. Right. That's a great moment too. Later, when they're like near the break, and you know, Charlize Throne tells the girls, the brides, like, figure out what ammo we've got. You know, they're doing an ammo check because right, they right. know they're not out of it. And one long range rifle, they're like, you got three shots with that. He takes the first one, doesn't hit anything. Takes the second one, kind of gets close, and she's nudging him. She's like. Mm. And he just surrenders the weapon. This, right. this is an amazing metaphor for like an action film and the characters, but also it's true to the story. He just gives up the weapon right. because he can't do it. And he, she does it in one shot and it's done. Because he's not the great he's shot not the guy. guy. He, he, what he is, is as, as a character that's really interesting to me anyway, just like what Furiosa is, is he's a survivor. You put him in Thunderdome, he's not the best fighter, but he'll figure it but out. He'll probably he's gonna, get he's out. probably going right. to do it. He'll be the one guy that leaves. You put him in this thing, and he's probably going to find a way to survive. And that's that's the trick. Right. You know, that's the real interesting thing. And and hopefully the film uh, does really well. You know, I know it costs a lot to do. You right. know, I know it's in the three digits of, of millions. And hopefully it gets a lot of this back, and maybe it will get more through word of mouth. Maybe it'll get more from women going to see it in a way because they're a driving force too and they'll find out that this is like a feminist parable as well but i know that they're talking about what the sequel will be you know already because how great it's been reviewed maybe right. not for the money coming in but the reviews and they're kicking around the names of like it'll be mad max furiosa yeah you know, i, I think in, in the and, end it's going to be fine money-wise i, I think, think so too. It's, it's doing i would okay. love to uh, you know we're getting close to the end i i would love to see another film by george miller with this world I can't wait to see this film again. Right. Genuinely, like, I, I can't wait. I had a blast and, in 3D. You know, it's and... funny when you talk about the uh, older movies, too, right? I mean, I, you know, I watched the the original movies. I love the original yeah. movies, too. But the original movies, and, you know, we were talking about this just before the this one started. Right. They're, they are good, and I love those movies. They're also stupid. Yeah. Uh, and, there's, yeah. and there's really no getting around it, right? right they're right. not... This movie is a whole other kind of thing. Totally different. This is a yeah. this is a totally different creature than yep. those movies. And uh, I mean, totally. You know, there's nothing about the first movies that I go. That's the most impressive like storytelling, right? right. It's not. It's just no. fun and crazy right. action. 
This one was just impressive. It was amazing. In so yeah. many ways. It was a 10. It was, uh, you know? it was really crazy. And yeah. uh, as you said, we're about to run out of time. Uh, so <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you needed more than 10 right. uh, out of right. anything, hopefully we gave you something to think about. Next week is going to be Tomorrowland. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it comes out next Thanks. week. And uh, we may even uh, get a chance to talk about Pitch Perfect 2, which is right. obviously everyone loves and is uh, blowing the doors off yeah. and crazing it down, yeah, right? Weird. Uh, this one's great. Go see it. We will see you next week. Yeah. Uh, share and subscribe and all that great stuff. And we will see you then. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.